overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches. I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible. Good evening and welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Hello, Laura. Hello. Um, should we talk about Molly Dykstra and how she sends terrible emails, or should we move on to other I think um, we can banter? try a new intro this week. A new, a new intro. Although I do think we need to um, discuss the women's brunch. Oh, okay. Well, that that bears repeating. Mm-hmm. I, it does. I feel like the Molly Dykstra story bore repeating too, but this maybe is more important. I think one repeat is fair, and now we can move on from that. Okay. As, as it, hilarious as, as it hilarious was. As hilarious as it was. And if you want me to tell it to you privately again, I'm happy to do that uh but the women's brunch yes is august, august 19th, 19th 10 to noon and it's going to be similar format to last year with at slate it is at slate which okay. is by sweet firefly and um, shady's and shady's yeah. yeah um and laura could literally walk i could literally walk there um yes in the similar format to last year laura and i will be hosting a panel so it's kind of an embarrassment of riches live again and we will interview this panel, and we will laugh, and we will cry, and we will have so much fun. It is $10. Um, we have room for, is it 200? It's 200 this year, which which I think is good because it can reflect some of the growth that we've seen. Yeah, so DC. 200 So when you see ticket sales go on uh, uh, online, go ahead and buy them because it will sell out. It sold out last year. Yes, so... Go I think ahead. it's because the talent is what I think. Clearly, <laughs> clearly. Well, we have a very special guest tonight. It is my new best friend, Carrie Holsey. Hello, Carrie. Hello. Hello. Carrie and I are new best friends as evidenced by our matching watches. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah. that's They're best friends' watches. Yes. I bet y'all also, both went Amazon to a special, special boutique. We did. To find it those. It was a special boutique. It's like boutique. it's my half of a watch and her half of a watch fit together. Yeah, one together. says B-Fry, mm-hmm. the other t- says STN. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really I, yes. And if I had known that you were Carrie Welburn's college roommate, I would like I would have already known. I, I wouldn't have even taken me the 48 hours it, it did for me to know that we are new best friends. <laughs> Carrie and I met on the women's retreat and uh, she Which just is kind why of, you need to go on a women's retreat. Absolutely. Um, Laura will, will fight about that, but Laura, you would already be free, new best friends with Carrie and not I mean, have to got, like, we've got the next 45 minutes to make you, that happen. You so. do, but you don't have matching watches. Yeah. And also um, I don't have diarrhea. Which is what happens on women's retreats. So only uh, we'll tell you why later. But anyway, uh, Carrie kind of uh, morphed in. She wasn't in our cabin, but she just kind of morphed into our cabin. So we we she, we were calling her our honorary cabin mate. And you came back. Jess came back bragging on you Ooh. how how wonderful you were. So yes. out of pressure. Yeah, yeah, don't disappoint. That's what you're here I to won't. perform. That's right. Know that. Well, why don't you kind of give us like a brief history of Carrie Holsey and how did y'all end up at DBC? How did you become a Christian? You know, in a kind of a five minute capsule. Okay. 
Um, I grew up in Palestine, East Texas, and um, very much in church. My dad was the, well, he, he did leadership development. Huh. He did um, the profiles, which is when you were doing the Enneagram. At our like, retreat. are you? Are he you did the disc, disc profile? I like the disc. I'm yes. I'm Heidi. I'm high not. I. I'm not a big disc. I'm not a big profile person. I feel like we would always talk about it at dinner, and I was like, oh, here we go again. So, but I loved the stop disc. Stop trying one. to put me in a box. Dad. Stop trying to stop trying to make me memorize what the disc is. <laughs> um, but he also was the educational minister at our church, and so we grew up very much in church with great foundations and. All the music and all of our friends were from church, and just, it was great. And so, um, I feel like I kind of had a very idyllic growing up. All in the same, all in Palestine. All in Palestine, yes. And so, it was just, um, you know, it was a small town. I loved it. It It was great. I have fabulous friends from there that we went on and went to college together including and, Carrie Wilborn. including Carrie Wilborn and so um did that and then went to A&M Giggle. and um I think that at A&M I did kind of have a little I mean rocky for me start at A&M probably wasn't making the best choices but that's when I would say God really grabbed me and he put people in my world um some friends I was in Philam which is a Christian sorority and so um there was a girl who just honestly bugged me until I joined Philam. And so I finally joined my junior year. And then my college roommates were, um, were my just, they're just still some of my truest, closest friends. We, we are the ones who, when you have something big, you go to that. We call it 1307. That was our apartment oh, number. that's cool. And so that, those are the people that, you know, we really, like, we don't know the little things, but we know all the big things mm-hmm. about each other. So, um, and then, and then the Philam friends, we still have a, we have a reunion the last um, weekend in July for the last 21 years. Oh, so wow. there's about 22 of us and whoever can come shows up. And we all spend the weekend together. Yeah. So, so in addition to our overlap with um, Carrie Welburn, uh-huh. we also have overlap with Erica Pinnock Kimball. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so y'all were at Watermark. How did y'all end up at DBC? Because well, y'all were in, very invested there yes, for a long we time. We were at Walmart, Watermark. I met Jason, my husband, later on like in uh we got married in 05 so I was 30 when we got married so I had the watermark my big watermark years were all during the singles time because we started the singles group and all hung out together all the time and that was just our great time and then I met Jason because he um he asked a friend of mine out and because his mom always wanted him to date this friend of mine Kate Mm -hmm. and she came home from the date and went, I think you need to date him. And so we did and we got married. So wow. there you go. So, so in your, in your college years, when you uh-huh. got badgered into joining, uh-huh. Thailand, do, do you th- feel like that was a turning point in oh, your relationship with God? Very much okay. so. I think that before, I mean, I grew up knowing all the things to do, but it was, that was when my like personal relationship mm came and just it changed we were so we just you know we were breakaway was kind of I mean it wasn't as nothing was as big as it is Mm -hmm. now and so it was just like that was what we didn't went to breakaway and church and I was just in a Christian bubble Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And it was fabulous. It was so great. And um, I think I really knew what, like, really got to know who God is. Mm. And, um, And then that was great going into, you know, the real world to know who God is. So... Well, par- part of the reason why um, you and I are new best friends and why I was like, we absolutely positively, I mean, I got back on Sunday, I probably called Laura on Sunday or Monday and said, we have to have Carrie Holsey on this podcast, um, is because you told us, you told me a story, when you, me and Annie, a story when we were um, on the retreat and it, it was just, um, I, 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 as a, um, you know, my, my nickname among the neighborhood kids is just the yes. Uh-huh. Um, because they ask, I'm the grown up that they ask first because I always say yes. Mm-hmm. So, um, they don't, you know, don't go to somebody that's going to say no to shooting BB guns at the balloon art in somebody's front yard. Mm-hmm. Go to the person that's like, I'll go grab the air rifle yeah. or maybe suggested it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, so I love your improv attitude in this story of yes. And just like most people wouldn't have gone along for this ride. And it's just such a cool story about how, when we are just open to what God puts in our life, that we can really make an impact on other people and he can change us too in that process. So, um, will you, uh, will, will, will you tell us that story? Will you, will you, will you set us up for that one fateful evening when you got yes. that special phone call? Yes. Okay. Well, I am not the yes person normally. It is my husband. Okay. And he is like, I always say being married to him is like drinking from a fire hose. You're Carrie you, the maybe. Yes. I'm <laughs> Carrie the maybe. And Jason is, that Let's sounds go. fun. You Jay know. the yay. Jay, yeah, absolutely. And so, um, so We had our oldest daughter, Jane, and she is, she went by Janie then. Um, She is a baby, and she was a horrible baby. She cried Mm. and threw up all the time. So um, Jason and I were kind of stuck in the house, and we were bored. And we got a um, call from Dallas County Jail, and we How many years ago was this? Uh, This was, um, she was born in 07. Okay. 07. Um, So... We got this call and we answered it because who knows who it could be. It could have been one of his brothers, a friend, who knows, (laughs) you know, you're like, "Eh." so we answered it. Well, it was this guy and he told us this real sad story about how he was in a car wreck and he, for some reason, he got taken to jail and his baby went to children's and he's trying to call his wife, but she works at TI and here is her extension. And I'm like, this is a scam. And I'm looking up because my dad always sent me emails about scams. And so I'm like, this is a scam. So I told Jason this is a scam. And he goes, "Ah, my wife's telling me this is a scam. He's like, oh, man. He's like, but I'll put you through anyway. So we called his, his wife and his wife says, no, I don't even have a daughter. I have a son. And so and I don't want to talk to to Terry. And so we realized that this was all what they do is they call from jail and then they tell you to it put this code in. It is. Okay. And so you pay for the call from jail so they can call other people. Okay. Well, so then Jason, the yes man, 
decides that this is really fun and we're bored. So he just, Terry keeps calling back. So then he. <laughs> because because Jay, Jay says yay. Right. So, so Terry's like, these, these people yeah. will do it for me. Yeah. These so, fools. So Terry keeps calling and we're like, okay, who do you want to talk to? So then we just keep forwarding it and we listen, we're like, but we're going to listen to all your phone calls. And so we listen to him and Terry would be, um, we, we, we will pay for your phone calls, but we want to, you are right. our entertainment. Exactly. Yeah, like, like so we're like, okay, we've got some questions. So is this guy, is he your cousin? Cause you called him Kinfolk and he goes, Oh no, we just call people that. So yeah. he would tell us all the things and we would ask him questions. We had like a $250 phone bill from mm. jail that great month because we kept listening. So Jason decides he's going to go and meet Terry and he's not real tall and he's jumping and he's just got this huge smile. So Jason goes visiting him in jail. And then when Terry... So you guys would, in, in the midst of these conversations, would you guys visit with Terry yourselves? Oh at yeah. All? We okay. would talk. Yeah. We would talk to him all the time. And he, Terry had the most magnetic personality. He just was a huge... He just had this huge laugh. It was just crazy. And he was extremely joyful. They're paying $250 a month. To be entertained. To be entertained by a stranger from jail. Exactly. Calling, calling, right. Using them to make collect phone calls. Right. Those are some desperate days when so, you've got a newborn. I know. When I know. you've got a newborn, you'll do anything. So um, he... Jason told him we, was gonna, we were going to take him out for a steak dinner. And I'm like, what? He goes, when he gets salt grass. Yeah. He goes, we're not talking Bob. So we take him out. Because he's now um, gotten out of jail. He's gotten out of jail. Okay. So, and they've, they've become friends. So we take him to, I don't know. And then he kind of works for Jason. Jason did, he built houses at the time. And so he would come and sweep up job oh, wow. sites. And he was not a very good worker. But. That's okay. We kind of trained him to be a worker. So over the next many, 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 many years, mm. he would go back in jail. Mm. So his story is he um, he grew up in Pleasant Grove and he ended up, I think he may have sold drugs at one time and that's why he got into jail. And so then what happens is that you just get on probation and you can't break your probation. So he lost his driver's license because he would drive a car. Mm-hmm. He would lose his license. And so it's just this constant reoccurring. And so he would get in jail for not really doing anything, but you just break your probation. It's right. just so. It's because just, it's once you've done that. Once you've just, done you it. Kind of yeah. We learned a lot about be- the, the system and it is, it's a hard system to get out of. So I'm not saying he's innocent, but just, right, but yeah. also there's but there were a lot of things, things that were like this is ridiculous. So, anyway, he did this, and he would come and um, he would try to work for Jason. We would have him over, and we just built this relationship with him over the next, um, I guess, fourteen years. Okay. And so, um, so he is um, he would go away for a while. I call it the the harlot of Pleasant Grove is calling him mm. because he would be just fine. And I mean, he was decorating our Christmas trees was at, at, um, he would go on vacation with us. Oh, wow. He, us and our, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law, he would, he, um, so Hold our, on. Uh-huh. I need to pause you yes. for a second. I want to, I want to know how you presented to your brother and sister-in-law. Who you're bringing on vacation? Oh with no you. no no! Oh, that was way after. Okay, the fact. no no no. So Terry is like here with us, and then once he would meet 
you, he would win you over. I already love Terry. Just mm. huge. Terry, Terry and and Carrie, Terry, Carrie, the, and Jess would have he would have a matching watch, watch with us. Yeah, yeah. So Terry was so he over the years we got to know him. Mm. We there's so many um, crazy stories of Jason going to. He had a lot of baby mamas. <laughs> And so, you know, we would have baby mama number three call and she's like, mm-hmm. I'm baby mama number three. Oh, wow. That's what she would tell us. And so we had, he would work for us. We'd have to pay child support. There was just all kinds of things, but we just kind of usually paid him just what he needed because otherwise he would mm-hmm. spend it or he would go. Um, so we anyway, get back into trouble. He would again. get back in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so there were, he would usually be with us for about eight months and then all things are going well and he would maybe get some money or something Mm -hmm. and he would go back to Pleasant Grove and we wouldn't hear from him for another eight months. And so this was how our, and then we would get so mad. We would just get so mad and we are done with Terry. Mm -hmm. That is it. And then about six months later, we're like, God, what is he doing? Where is Mm. he? And then he'd call us from jail usually. And we were like, what are you doing? And so then, you know, we'd, we'd help him do all this stuff to get out and then he'd come back to us. And so it was just this crazy thing where we, he just became a part of our family. And mm-hmm. so all of my husband's family, he, he has uh, three brothers and everybody lives in Dallas. And so they all just kind of adopted oh, Terry. And so, um, when, so let me see, he has, so then he had a girlfriend and they had a baby um, ba- Brittany is the mom and Bailey's the daughter. Bailey is, um, she's, maybe it's, she, she's 10 years old now. And so, um, we knew her when she was a baby. And so we got to have a relationship with Brittany and Bailey also. And Brittany's got her life a little bit more together. She always has a job. Um, but they kind of still go in and out. So, um, Terry was living with us and this is when he would be around quite a bit longer. So he lived, we have a outside shop at our house. Um, we have kind of a bigger lot for Plano. And so this big outside shop. So there's a kind of a room that you can have a living quarters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Very like think dorm, not, mm-hmm. not anything bigger than that. Um, but Terry would live there. Well, then we found out that Brittany and Bailey really didn't have anywhere to go. And so, um, we kicked Terry out to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law. So he went up North to um, McKinney and lived with them. And then Brittany and Bailey moved in. Mm. And so, um, but Terry being around was just, he was just so much fun. So much fun. Um, Even with his craziness. And through the time we really just, um, you know, loved on him, but really also, just talked through all of his troubles and really witnessed to him. And I know he became, he became a believer and he would, um, actually I was telling y'all I do my journals and I actually found a journal where I was talking about Terry had gotten out of jail and had told me how God had just helped him through this mm-hmm. and just all the things that God was teaching him while he was there. And which was such a great thing to know. Um, so now we've got Brittany and Bailey and they, um, they lived with us and then we got them back into an apartment. So they were out. Um, Terry at this time kind of went away in one of his 
little ways that he would go away. Wayward. Wayward. Wayward, Yes. Back to Pleasant Grove. Mm. And we weren't talking to him for a while. Well, uh, let me go back. I just want to paint a few pictures here. Sure. Paint us a picture, Carrie. We go to, so some of our fun, I mean, our fun families, like, so my kids love Terry. They Uh. got to, it was like Ford's brother. Ford is he's he's in Hank's grade, right? He's he's going to be in seventh no, grade, or he's one he's year in, old. Going, he's in eighth grade. He's going to yeah. Eighth grade. Okay, one year. Um, yeah, he's in eighth grade now. And so, um, and then Lydia and Jared's kids, they were the same way. They, I mean, everybody. He was just a staple in our family. So mm-hmm. we all went to Vegas over COVID, and um, you know, just funny stories of Ford locking him out of the room because he was afraid of you know, being in Vegas. Anyway, we would always put Terry in the boys room and, um, and, uh, then we went to Fort Lauderdale and just, we would just take him. He was really part of your family. He was really part of our family. Did it, did it break your heart when he would disappear? Oh yeah. We would just get so mad because we're like, we, you've got, and he's such, no, he knows what that road. He knows to. what it is. Mm-hmm. He, he's got a good life. We pretty much paid for everything. I mean, he was just, he, New, I mean, he has helped me clean my kids' playrooms when they were little. I mean, he knows. It's funny. We talk about all these stories, and we're like, oh, Terry was there for that. Mm. Oh, Terry was at my niece's wedding helping us cater it. Terry was, you know, he's just been a big part of so much of our world, and it's just crazy. And so my kids just were very, very close to him. Now, when you tell this story to other people, it's very weird because you you have a felon who's living hmm. with you and that you're trusting with your children. And he never stole anything from us other than he would, if he got a car, he wouldn't bring it back and we'd have to go find it. That was always. <laughs> other the, than that. He never, other than Grand Theft Auto. Than auto. <laughs> other than, you know. You could easily leave $20 out right. and he wouldn't touch you it. You could leave $100 out he wouldn't touch it. But, you know, don't let him get your car because he may not come back with it. So that's kind of what happened. So um, anyway, so they are. Brittany, okay, let's let's think about this timeline. Brittany and Bailey are with us. Then they move to an apartment, and then Brittany gets into some. Um, was that the arrears. picture you wanted to, to paint for us? Mm. Yes, you, okay. just how much he was. I want y'all to know how much he he was family. He was family, and he worked for load bearing walls, and he those guys loved him. Terry had earned their trust and they loved him, which was a very big deal because mm-hmm. we had a lot of, we had a lot of grown men that they made cry. So, mm-hmm. um, it's a, so he just was extremely lovable. So, um, Brittany and Bailey kind of got, Bailey, Brittany got into, um, just another little, little mess and I had to kind of go get her and they had to move in again. Terry was at this time with, um, no, he was gone. We didn't know where he was. So Brittany and Bailey are living with us. Um, on September the 12th, um, Brittany and Bailey's birthdays are a day apart. Mm. So the, the 12th and the 13th, I think this is the 11th last, it was on a Sunday. We are going to dinner for Brittany and Bailey's birthday and he is supposedly supposed to meet us. This is this past year, right? This was two years ago. Oh, two years ago. And he was supposed to meet us and he never showed up and we're just like, ugh. You know, so mad, so irritated that he didn't show up um, for Terry, their birthday. We love hate you so much. <laughs> exactly. And then ten days later, we found out that he had been killed at mm. the Dark Train Station, and so there was some <sighs> altercation. He never showed us his. He did have a little hot side to him. Mm-hmm. We never saw that. 
I know he did not. Anyway, I'm not sure what happened, but there was someone who shot him. They got an altercation. And so we, but we didn't even find out until 10 days later. And so, um, and then Jason's the one who had to go down and identify him. So it was a just heartbreak time for our family. Mm -hmm. But in looking at God's provision, Brittany and Bailey lived with us. And Mm. so Brittany does not have much family. She does not have, she is the opposite of Terry. He is an extrovert, wants to meet everyone and love everyone. And Brittany is an introvert who will not talk to anyone. And so, so for them to be living with us and us to get to just have put our arms around them during this time was a just, I was like, this is the Lord's provision for you mm-hmm. is for y'all to be here. So we had the funeral and, um, half of the church was no, I'd say three quarters of the church was all the people that Terry had met with us. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it was family. I mean, it was just, it was so sweet to look and to see all the people that he had touched and that he was a part of. And so. And the world you guys brought yeah, him and, into. How did your kids do with his death? Oh, it was Ford. So sweet. He, he spoke at the funeral and he read something and my brother-in-law read something. And, um, I mean, all, all the kids, ours and Jared and Lydia's, they were just, they were heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for Bailey, that was, I mean, we still like today, Janie said, today's Terry's birthday. I went, it is Terry's birthday. I mean, he just was really, we called him our, our he was our 40 year old prodigal son. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, and you guys were always ready to welcome him back. Yeah. We would get so mad at him mm-hmm. and we would be like, we are done. We are done. And then, We'd be like, oh, dang it. We love you so much. Come on. (laughs) Come on. And so it was just, yeah, he would always come back. And so it's just, you know, the things that um, my kids learned from it, which I love, um, you know, growing growing up, we did not grow up like this in in East Texas. Um, They they have just seen so much diversity And to see that if you look at Terry's resume, it's not impressive. It's, you know, he's a felon. He's been, how many times has he been in jail? He's been, you know, he's done this, that, this, that. And they see him as the person with all the qualities that he Mm -hmm. gives and someone that is so lovable. Mm -hmm. And well, and, and, and what's, what's true. Like we were, we were talking, we were talking earlier about a a recent misstep of mine, right? Uh Is that, None of us are woe to any of us that are judged by our worst day. Oh, absolutely. But um, that we aren't the sum total of our bad decisions. Uh Like Uh that—that's that's that's not who we are. And that your kids were able to to be close enough to somebody to see beyond beyond their decisions. Right. Yeah. And you know, and they've also they've I mean they've learned a lot about the consequences of your Mm -hmm. actions, and that when you do this, that. You know, we've we've talked a lot about um, in in the difference of his baby mamas. You have one who lives completely on. She's like, I'm going to live in a three bedroom apartment because the government's going to give me this, mm. and I have all this stuff that they live on. And then you've got Brittany who has, works very hard, and she has, you know, usually has a job. She's trying to do her best to be able to raise her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so just the difference, I think we've kind of shown them like the, we use 
there's a lot of examples that we've been able to use and Mm -hmm. just, you know, like my son was not listening about baseball. He kept messing up. He just wasn't listening. Everybody kept saying, you need to do this as coaches and he wouldn't do it. And he was getting real irritated. And I went, okay, let's think about people who do not take good. They don't take advice, which that's a whole other story with Brittany. Brittany does not take the advice. And I said, who doesn't take advice? And he would say, Brittany, I went now this baseball stuff may not be a big deal to you, but we're trying to teach you to be teachable. You've got to be teachable because if you're not teachable, this is what happens. You're not teachable. You're going to have a hard, hard, hard life by not being teachable. I had a, um, attending physician one time that I, when I was actually the attending physician, uh, was Dr. Glaze and he was a OB gen that worked in the Dallas County jail. Uh-huh. So that's where I actually did my, oh my. OB gen rotation was in the Dallas County jail. But what he would always say to them and to me, uh-huh. um, to his patients in the, in the Dallas County jail and to me, if you always do what you've always done, done you, you always, always get, get what, what you, you always got. got. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, um, that's a Kenneth Bratz phrase, my dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, uh, and I'm like, I, that, I mean, uh-huh. right. Like mm-hmm. it is, you've got to be open to change. You've uh-huh. got to be open mm-hmm. to advice. Yeah. And so now we go to Brittany and Bailey she is the thorn in my side that the Lord will not let go. And it just, I mean, she is, there is something God has put her on my heart and he, and I just, I pray for her constantly and Mm -hmm. she just does not get it. A lot of times she, she's still in y'all's life though. She is very much still in our life. And so they lived with us. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, she just has, she she needs Jesus. She she grew up with some church, but she doesn't. And there's that song, "The Goodness of God," mm-hmm. and I always, I every time I hear that, I think of her because I'm like, that's what when Terry died, we knew he knew the goodness of God, and he would tell us the things that the Lord had showed him. And mm-hmm. even when he went wayward, he still he still knew God. And I don't think she knows the goodness of God, mm-hmm. and so that's where she's. Um, just very always, always on our hearts. And thankfully, Bailey at the moment is living with her grandmother. And so when they moved out, she moved in with her grandmother. And I also have a very big relationship with her grandmother. Me and Nuna talk about once a week or two. Oh, wow. Yeah, something. I talked to her today. So um, we talk a lot because we just, we, we feel like, Bailey feels like she's, part of us. What, and what do you, what do you feel like God taught you in that, that whole, I was thinking, experience? I was wondering there is so too. much of just, just what made you say yes. I don't know. I don't know what made us say yes. And I think it was just, we were bored at the time. <laughs> Curiosity. I mean, honestly. Yeah. And then I don't know. I mean, I think Terry just had this big personality and he was so funny. And then, you know, it was probably Jason just kept pulling him in and then it just turned into this crazy friendship. But we had a lot of people that were like, y'all, I mean, he's alone with your kids some. And I'm like, I know. And for some reason, I don't feel 
one bit nervous about that. And I mean, all he ever ever did was steal somebody's car. He just yeah. stole a car. Little, little stealing car. He's only stolen about four of our cars. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna do something to our kids, but, right? Yeah. So, so what? What do you? What do you feel like? It. What do you feel like? Changed in you? What do you feel like? I think it's you? just you know. I think when we know we've we've. <laughs> There's kind of a joke with our, us. It's like, I've, I have just had book club last week. And they're like, who's living with you? And I'm like, I only have one person living with us. It's my nephew. And so, and that's, he works for us and he lives with us. But there's always has been somebody who has either been staying with us or living with us. And we've had a lot of, we just kind of have an extra room. And so we've had a teacher who lived with us they had gotten um they thought they were she thought she was moving to out of state and then that job didn't go through and she couldn't get an apartment so she moved in with us and lived with us for about a year and a half and i mean it wasn't it's just open to it's up just kind of like, open i mean it's mm-hmm. kind and i think that that's where we're like well the lord has given us a lot. I mean, he gave us a house that has kind of extra rooms in it that we may not need. A shop, you know, and I Every time I just make it into a guest room, like I just get all my guest room all cute and ready, then we we find somebody who really needs it way more than I need a guest room. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm like, okay. So they come and stay. And so Brittany and Bailey lived there. Terry's lived there. Um, and we had another kid live with us for a little bit. Um, and then last year, um, Brittany and Bailey were there. And then we had a family who um, was trying to renew their lease on their apartment. It didn't work out. They were having to find a house. They were going to move to Garland. All their kids are in Plano. And so we got my nep- my um, brother-in-law's camper. They lived in the camper. They lived part in our house. And so we had 15 people at one point on our property and that was a little that was a little much i was kind of like okay but you're 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 just you're about conditioned you're conditioned for chaos right now right now it is Ter- it's Ter- kind Terry of just like, opened you up to like i think it's like you know it's all temporary and there's just there's a lot of times there's just people who have a big need and it's going to inconvenience you but it's not going to it's not going to end you and mm-hmm. so just there's a lot of times where we just have to say okay, we're just, it's going to be inconveniencing and it's not going to be that fun. And that's the hard thing. I think that it sounds like a big Hallmark movie sometimes, but it's very messy and Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, especially I've learned this with Terry and with Brittany when, (laughs) and I'm hopefully I don't have to learn this with my kids. I'm always worried that God's going to be done now. Can I I just have learned it? I'm always afraid God's going to use this like with one of my kids and I'm like, Oh, no please no but um that you know we can give all the advice but it's them they have to make the decision and they Mm -hmm. have to say yes and they have to give into the lord leading them and so and that's been a big i've learned a lot with i think with Brittany is that um i've had to trust i want to fix her i want her to Mm -hmm. you know i had her live at my house and i was going to fix her and she was not fixed she left and she was, she's a bigger mess than she was then, but that the Lord has shown me that he's the one who's working in her and he's taking care of her. And there was a big time. I had this big, I don't know. There was some, we had a guest preacher at Dallas Bible 
and I don't know what, I don't even know what, oh, he, he talked about when, when Jesus, when the woman came to Jesus and asked her to heal her daughter and he, and he did, but he never touched, he went, never touched her. She, it was demon possessed Mm -hmm. and he, and he never, um, he never physically touched the daughter, but he healed her. And that after I was sitting next to a girl who I did not know well, and I was just like, she was like, mm. are you okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I'm so good right now. Uh-huh. I'm so good. But because I felt like God just said, you, this is not your thing. Mm. This is not you. This is not about you. This mm. is about me, me working and you're not the savior. Mm. I'm the savior. And I mean, and I just, Trust that he is because she needs someone and I can't be the one to do it. And I had to learn boundaries also because I felt like I was more worried about her than I was about my own family. Mm. And that's, you know. Well, and I think what Jess was saying too is just the willingness to say yes when it's time to say yes. And like you said, you had to learn some boundaries. So Uh saying no is okay too. But saying yes when you think God's wanting you to say yes and yeah. being okay with a little bit of crazy and a little bit of yeah. chaos and just saying you work the mess. Right. And I'm just going to say yes. Yeah. I'm along for the ride. Yeah. We're along for the ride. Well, and, and just you you triggered a part of my mind. My parents, um, just as they've been aging, you're welcome, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> they're not that old. But I, I was thinking about them the other day and how um, generous they've been. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways they were generous was saying yes to people living with them. Mm-hmm. We had foreign exchange students. They've had multiple young couples living with them that were just struggling. They've had, you know, friends of a friend that just needed a place for a while. And for me to be able to watch that mm-hmm. felt like um, something they were saying yes to to God, like that that he like that they were willing to be a little uncomfortable, to be a little inconvenienced, to have somebody living in their home, to share a bathroom or whatever, but always willing to generously give in that way. Mm-hmm. And more than just a space, but to care about their life, to be invested emotionally. And yes, to sometimes have to grieve and mourn this person isn't living the way I would choose, but I'm letting go of that control because I'm not right in the story. Yeah. Well, and you also Grieving, grieving more in your guest dream. Sometimes. You do, and that's yeah. I mean, that's and it true, is, and I, sure. I, I mean, I really have been through that where I'm like, I it was so, and my dad passed away a few years ago, and so I had just gotten it already because I wanted my mom to come, and mm. and then I was like, well, you can come, but you're gonna have to sleep in somebody one of my kids' bedrooms, and <laughs> I can't promise you if that room's gonna be neat, so. You know, it's definitely not going to be cute, (laughs) (laughs) or at least at my house. Right? You're sleeping in Hank Denny's room. There's probably a must I can't get rid of. Exactly, and I don't (laughs) know where it is. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's just been so many things I think that we've learned, and just you know, generosity for my kids, and and not, and knowing that everybody's got a worth, and everybody has something, Mm -hmm. and so. I don't know. Well, okay. Thank you so much for like oh, that's awesome. open, opening up that story. I just, I just think that's, it's, it's so cool. And I, um, I, I just think it's, it's such a, a neat story. I, when, when I first heard her telling that story, I was like, wait, I, I mean, like I, I was, I was just, she was, I was, I was along for the ride and thinking that Terry like is still part of this. And so just to hear like that, I mean, 
that's that I hate I I hate that he's gone and I didn't yeah. get to miss him and we didn't get to get best friends breast, um watches, watches together, together but you know mm-hmm. um but he doesn't he's not struggling anymore that's what we mm-hmm. kind of have told our kids we're I know that it's like we missing, but he struggled. Life was hard, hard, hard for him. And now he's mm-hmm. with Jesus and life isn't hard anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's something, there was something that was pulling him back. Um, mm-hmm. Something that was pulling him back into, you know, I mean, I think sometimes like that's our human condition is like just mm-hmm. this constant struggle to trust that, uh, trust God to redeem us. But like sometimes left to our own designs we are just self-destructive like we we are our own worst enemies and um anyway i I, I, he's he's free from that Uh Mm -hmm. and we loved him really well yeah when we could and Uh he would let us and i think yeah that's really special and he came to know the Lord. And we got mm-hmm. a whole lot of good stories out of it. And, a lot and, of good and, stories. And you've peopled your life with new like new people that like you're still impacting for the Lord. Yeah. So do we we didn't we because you had like this big story that I wanted you to tell, we didn't have like all the our normal questions and whatnot. But do you, can you think of a time like in your life where you had a personal struggle, like a situation where you feel like man, you were a hot mess express and, um, and, and, and God, God turned the story around. Yes. We've got, um, we had, so a few years ago, we've had, we've had a lot of things where I wouldn't say like I was a mess, but, um, where we've just been kind of at the end of our Hmm. rope. And one of those was, so I told y'all, I grew up with a very wonderful, my parents are wonderful. And my dad is the big personality. He's, he's the one that's always fun and he loves to help people. That's probably where I've gotten some of that. But, um, when I turned 40, I call it his 70 year old midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. So he just went, well, he was helping people and, um, just, I think got into some relationships where he was way more focused on them. Mm. And then he was starting to get sick. And I think in his mind, he thought, you know what, I'm going to act young and just a lot of things. Um, I don't want to tell those, all those stories, but he went, he pretty much, we felt abandoned Mm. as his, as my mom and my sisters, we felt like he was focusing on other people and not, he had lost sight of us. And, and that so, was when you were 40, 40. Okay. Yes. And so I was 40 years old and I'm like, I'm having abandonment issues mm-hmm. from my dad. Mm-hmm. And it was really, really, really hard. And he moved out from my mom's. He moved up to their bunk house. They had an extra place. So, and it's just like, he was just kind of, I think in his mind, kind of sowing his wild oats, even though that probably was like drinking one beer, you know, <laughs> right. I mean, but Ooh, to him, crazy. I know he was, you know, he was, but he, Texas, he was going East through Texas something. Baptist. Exactly. And, but just, there was a lot of things that were going on that we could not understand. And a lot of it was him inviting people into his world that were just not not good at all and so we got to a place where we and not couldn't... just convicted felons no like you know <laughs> but, like there were poor influences on very poor influences mm-hmm. right to where we would not we didn't let our kids stay at their house for mm-hmm. a while and that was the hardest thing my parents live on this beautiful property um 
And it's just, it's just always been a safe haven for us. Just a place like if you need to relax, it's like I had friends that would be like, you need to go to East Texas Uh because you're a big old mess right now. And I'd be like, oh, here I am. And so Uh it was just always our place to go. And, um, and it became, it, it wasn't that place anymore. And at the time we were starting load bearing wall. We were, um, moving out of our house, um, we were changing churches. Jason had, de- we had both decided that Watermark was not where we needed to be. So we were trying to find a church home and it was not working. It went just, we went to kind of, we were, I called us church nomads for about, mm. you know, three or four years, just popping and going, okay, we're going to try this one. This does not feel like home. Mm-hmm. Try this one. And so we were leaving all of the comforts, like everything that was stable. I, I love stability. Um, mm-hmm. which is probably why I'm a more of a maybe and Jason's a yes, because yes means it's probably not stable. Mm-hmm. Also, right. That's brave and bold. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to be okay that my kids just always want to get up on the roof. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, but it was all the, our community group, we broke up. It was just mm-hmm. all, everything was like all the things that I felt were my, kept my world mm-hmm. really neat and tidy were not there. And, um, and then the biggest one being that my home, which was always like, I always wanted to bring people home to meet my dad. My dad Mm -hmm. was just a ton of fun and he, and I couldn't even be around him hardly. It shakes your foundation. It did. And so, um, and that lasted for a few, probably about three years. And then, um, something happened. He, he fell and kind of realized Mm -hmm. he needed it's like something. Oh, I am snapped. in my 70s. Oh, okay. And he and he came back. He came back to us. And he wasn't the same. He was a very old man. At, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like his his body had just he was I mean, he was sick before. And but this really just took a toll. And so um two years ago he got sick. And we always knew if he ever got sick, he would go. He would, he would go to the hospital. He would probably not be coming out. And so, um, he got pneumonia and some other things happened. And so we were, um, I have one sister who lives in Palestine and then one in Louisville and me. So we all just took turns. We were constantly going to the hospital and it was a very sweet time of us getting to love on him Mm -hmm. and just take care of him. And there was something so healing about that. And then, um, and then at his funeral, we had to plan his funeral. So he he passed away and we had to plan his funeral. And people kept coming and being like, oh, my gosh, you're a dad, you're a dad. And so it's like we went through all the stories of the first 39 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And those were amazing stories like those were he loved people. He loved God. I mean, even in the hospital, it was so funny because he'd be. He, this is at the end of COVID. So he's fighting with the nurse about having a mask on. I just don't know why you have that mask on. And he'd yell at her and then he'd be like, do you know Jesus? Can I pray for you? And I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, he's just, you know, up and down. But I mean, he was always, he would witness to the waitress. He would witness to, and he would make jokes with her. He just was, he just, he loved Winston. Jesus. 
He mm-hmm. loved to, you know, make people laugh. And, and, and so that's what everybody starts bringing all these stories of, these are the things I learned from your dad. This is what I learned from your dad. And then. Helps you, know, you remember who he really was. Oh my was. gosh. It was the best. Like I, I remember his funeral with such joy. It makes mm-hmm. me so happy to think about it because it really was like, mm-hmm. this is, it was like God just gave us this big gift of going, this is, y'all have got to focus on this. This mm-hmm. was who he was. Not these, you know, wayward years, mm-hmm. which was when he was really sick. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, and then at the funeral, it was like a church directory just walking down the aisle. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because we had just been involved with, you know, churches throughout the years. And so, mm-hmm. anyway, it was just a really... I think that that was another of just really kind of rocking the boat of, of, um, you know, breaking down the things that you don't think could ever be broken down, you know? Well, it's all of those, it's all of those idols of comfort, safety, control, yes. like uh-huh. all of those things that we want. Like I, I always say, I love to, I love to write the story. Uh-huh. Um, it's breaking down all of that, all, all the stories you've right. told. Um, yeah, and with it is Terry and with your dad, and we want we want it to go exactly how we want it to go, and then we're good with what God's doing. Mm-hmm. When it goes outside of that, not so much. It right. it can shake our faith if we don't uh-huh. really trust that God is ultimately for our good. Oh yeah, which I struggle with though. Mm-hmm. I think I struggle with. Um, we also had a. Do I have time for one more story? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Of course. We had a time when, um, so Jason was building houses and, um, he, uh, and we had started our own company. So we went out on our own and things are going amazing and people are wanting to buy our houses and all this. And so we built this bigger house and then the whole real estate market fell in Mm. 2009 Mm -hmm. and 2009, 10. And suddenly we were stuck with this two and a half million dollar house that, needed to be sold and praise the Lord. It did sell like at the last, it was the last one on the block to sell. And we did not have to, I always told my friends, I'm like, if we move into a two and a half million dollar house, things are not good. <laughs> so we had, um, we were living in a rent house cause we had sold our house to his company to tear down and, and mm. build a spec house. And we had sold that one. So we're in this, um, rent house. Well, the owner was a real estate developer and his wife got cancer, so he went bankrupt and was trying to sell the house. It wouldn't sell, so it went into foreclosure. So we're living in this house that's now we're renting, but it's under foreclosure. And So life feels really stable. So stable. <laughs> and I'm pregnant. Awesome. So, um, and we also are not getting paid because the whole you know, economy Mm -hmm. is just shot. And so, um, well, the whole Freddie Mac thing and Freddie Mac, whatever they, Fannie Mae, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they, uh, so we don't know what to do. Cause we're like, if we move out, like, who do we even give our keys to? Mm -hmm. Cause our landlord's like, well, it's not my house anymore. I moved to Florida. I'm, I don't know. Y'all have to figure this out. So we are squatters. (laughs) <laughs> essentially and um and just all these things would happen so like I found all these points on my credit card so I bought five months of formula mm. we had this Mustang that really needed to be sold and we were trying to sell it well his brother a Mustang makes a lot of sense when you're starting it a young so family. does <laughs> yes Jason bought it when I when we had a baby and I'm like sure. you bought a convertible <sighs> what in the world so we're trying to sell this Mustang well his brother 
took some cute girl out in it um, who wanted to buy it. Well, they ended up running it into a ditch. Sure. And totaled oh, it. Gosh. And so we wanted to sell it for like $4,000. The insurance calls me the week before Christmas and said, we're trying to get everything done. We need you to come pick up the $6,500 check. I mean, stuff like mm. that happened all the time. And we never knew where, any, I mean, I had friends that were like, what's happened now? What's happened now? <laughs> and so we lived for rent free in mm. this house for a year because we didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we were always waiting, but we had like, we would email them. We had Jason even went to court and they're like, you know what? We don't really trust. We're just starting this whole process over. Y'all have four more months and we'll get back in touch with you. And we're like, okay. And so then they came and they're like, okay, we've now sold the house. And if y'all want to rent it to us, we're, like, um, we're moving. We're fine. And so it was just, it was a, the most just, um, I don't know. It was such a hard time of never knowing what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but we just, all we had to do was trust God to provide for us. And so he provided always in the craziest, craziest ways. And, and it's just, so at the time and I made God a, can use a wrecked Mustang, a wrecked Mustang. And so I made a blessing <laughs> what for Jason to show like that we could always look back and just like write down when things were hard like how God provided because we just, you know, we would get so fresh and we're like, we don't know what's going to happen. And then I'm like, well, you know, who knows what's going to happen. That's right. But he can fix it in a minute. He can fix mm-hmm. it in a minute. But thankfully we didn't have to move in with anybody. So <laughs> you just let people move in with you. We just let people move in with us. <laughs> That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. But, um, but then, yeah. And so we, um, I guess fast forward how we got to DBC is, um, we had really been looking for churches and we had two sets of friends, Blaine and Heather Murphy and Philip and uh, Leah Neiman, who both went to DBC. They didn't know each other at the time. And so we're like, well, it was COVID, you know, let's watch DBC on TV Mm. and let's see if we like it. And we loved it. And then we came and we're like, okay, this is exactly Mm. where we need to be. And so we finally found our and she met our Jessica church Denny. place, and then I met Jessica Denny, and it all came complete. Very suddenly, <laughs> went on a women's well, retreat. I heard birds singing, and yeah, no, no, new best friends. What? Yeah. So, what's the verdict, Laura? I think you're awesome. Oh, thanks. New, I new think best you're amazing, status. and still um, not enough to convince me to go on a women's retreat, but still wonderful. <laughs> so, she's just wrong. I. I, I go I, I go on, on women's retreat even though I, I treasure sleep and I never sleep well. But oh, right. I mean mm, No, it's okay. I, I always come back with the fast friend. Yeah. And this year it was That's Carrie right. Halsey. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I just treasure yeah. control over my bowels. So <laughs> did you have did you get sick? Oh, I just I don't, to say don't, that I don't my I don't body even, rejected it's it. It's not even true. Because what was really true, true no. What was and really true was that she had because I wouldn't go in my room that opens up to a gazillion women. What was women. really true was that she, um, first of all, she has the Denny curse. Uh, it's almost like she's a Denny, so she's got some GI issues at baseline. Uh-huh. Okay, mm-hmm. true or false? Uh, mm-hmm. They they were more pronounced with a bunch of women around. Yeah, but true or false? Are you a little bit like Kyle Denny? It could be yes. true. Okay, it's true. Part one. Part I think so. I'm part as one funny is Kyle. Yes, if that's what we're talking. Kyle. About. 
Kyle has what we, we the Denny curse is, which uh-huh. is just some GI issues that it's like just some temperamental things that are happening <laughs> and versus what I There's call an unknown variable. My, my maiden name was Wempy W E M P E, and I say I have the Wempy constitution, <laughs> which means I can eat actual garbage and be fine. Okay. <laughs> Okay, like nothing yeah. affects me. I'm like maybe I'm I like that we're talking about this into a microphone. <laughs> maybe I'm lactose intolerant. Like maybe maybe I'm like gluten power like through. whatever. I can power through. I'm fine. I'm like it, do 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 I have chronic constipation or do I have lactose intolerance with cheese and I just don't Am I care. Just determined? I, I don't know. That you're all welcome for that. Um anyway, all that to say. So Laura and Kyle are more simpatico. Uh-huh. They do not have the wimpy constitution where yeah. they can eat actual garbage and pizza that was left out overnight and just live with their lives, mm-hmm. right? It affects them. Laura also was like, there was some, there was a person on that that women's retreat that I, there was a God-ordained conversation that needed to happen that was perhaps giving you a little bit of anxiety that mm-hmm. may have contributed to the to to um your body quote unquote rejecting women's mm. retreats. Oh, you need or, a hotel but, is but what you also need. she doesn't want to go. If it was at a hotel, yes. and you right. had, I'm not fancy. I just camped for a week in Colorado. Like it is not yeah. like I know. I need I'm just a nice thinking space. of a private bathroom is really what I'm thinking. That's I mean, you know, me and the cafeteria bathroom became very well acquainted. Um yeah, I just don't think I really want to go and I feel like this is a funnier path forward. Yeah, <laughs> I do love I women. Do, I, do I do love wanna, women. Like I want to sit with that and just kind of like uh-huh. explore, like why, yeah. what is it? Because like some of your best friends are super retreat people, like me and yeah. Annie. Yeah, and I love that for y'all. Look at who you met. <laughs> I it's know. Yeah. I haven't been awesome. on a retreat, and I don't are you even going know. next year? Yeah. Yeah. When did are you, you start? Going? Are you? Are when we? Are we cabin mates next year, girlfriend? Yes. When did you start going to DVC? COVID. After but COVID, you, you COVID went, you, but like, and so yeah. right when it opened back up, you guys were back pretty in. much. And so yeah. this was your first women's mm-hmm. retreat. Okay, mm-hmm. I'd Very probably brave. said no to the first. I think there was one. The year it before. was one night. Yeah, yeah, but one yeah. night. Of I wasn't fun quite there, fancy. and then then I decided we're going to start getting involved. So the way I do it is, I'm like, well, I'm going to be on the women's retreat team. Sure. And then I can. Y'all are sympathetic because that helps know. me. If I'm if I feel like I've got something I'm in charge of a job, mm-hmm. then I can jump in. Mm-hmm. If Laura otherwise, knows I'll about just that. Sit. She's always at the end of end of the uh, end of the buffet line pouring people's water that they servant. can dag them pour, pour themselves. <laughs> I know, serve. but you need a job. You need a job. She needs if you a have job. a job. She mm-hmm. can't just get in line with me and get right. her food and sit down with me. <laughs> like we throw parties. <laughs> We're just party people. We like to throw parties. We mm-hmm. always throw parties. Mm-hmm. And you just have to have a job. That's right. So it gives you something to hang on right. to. Well, we love you, Carrie Holsey, and well, we're glad y'all. you came on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. That's yes. a really cool story. And um, yeah, I'll join you in praying for Brittany and Bailey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sounds mm-hmm. like that's the big ask prayer. That is a big them. ask prayer. Yeah. It really is. It is. I know that God has a lot bigger things, but it's. You know when you feel like there's going to be a really hard nut to crack and you're like, I don't know. And that's when I'm like, this is this is a big one. 
Yes. So, and that's when those 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 control and and like liking uh-huh. to write the other people's stories things feeling like you in. need your own private bathroom and i'm gonna pour that water for you you may think you can pour that yourself but you need me right yeah that's very true i know how to pour it the best uh-huh. that's right. <laughs> well carrie truly i i adore you i am so glad that you came into my life too Mm -hmm. Um, And thanks so much for agreeing to be on Embarrassment of Riches. You're welcome.